Welcome to Basketball Party, episode 26. I'm Aaron M. Routson in Los Angeles, California, and with me... Kim Houston from Louisville, Kentucky. You sound so NPR just now. Um, uh, I did my stint with that. Very, very, very formal. Um, <laughs> so, let's talk about some standings. There's yeah. one. I, we've, we've had this conversation, this ongoing conversation about wanting the the east to be as competitive as the west yeah and i kind of feel like in a lopsided way our dream is coming true yeah um not to sound like a broken record because i feel like it's the prevailing conversation in the nba right now but the golden state warriors are very good oh they're 11 at- and 0 Yes, so they've already broke their franchise record for a start. Uh Um, And then, yeah, you should be happy. Cavs are all right, except for that that loss in Milwaukee last night. Little whistle problem that somebody had. Conspiracy (laughs) theory. Yeah, no, the Cavs are, I mean, the Cavs are doing great. I'm. I have no complaints about the Cavs. Do you think um, people who are not Warriors fans, who do you think the Warriors, like, actual rival is? Because it's not really the Cavs. That's just, that's a finals rivalry. But, like, who is their actual rival? Um, I Isn't it the Clippers? I think, I mean, I would say yes. Um, I feel when whenever they play, it's always chippy. Yeah. Chippy choppy. Yeah, real chippy. Um, but I wonder if people who are, like, major Clippers fans have, like, office pools about when the Warriors are going to lose. You know what I mean? Like, mm. like, what game it will finally be when they lose. That'd be a fun office pool. That's a free tip that people can have from me. Straight. No, I mean, that sounds good, and who knows, maybe... Depending on what state you're in, you're not going to be able to use FanDuel or whatever the other one is. Oh, whatever those, yeah. <laughs> what are those things called? FanDuel, but then what, yeah, what is the other one? I don't, I was going to make up some like... DraftKings, that's it. DraftKings? Oh. Yeah. I was going to make up some other name for it, but... I mean, <laughs> that wasn't as funny as DraftKings. Well, it was going to be funnier than DraftKings, but <laughs> but terribly inaccurate. Uh, yeah, I mean... Um, yeah, you could win a thousand dollars a day or whatever. Um, <laughs> so, uh, are you doing fantasy this year? Speaking, I of, am not. Me either. I had to quit after the league I was in last year it was like too much work, and I, my team was garbage. I, I mean, I know that you. I think you still hold a dream of your salary cap league someday. Someday, um, I just need to find people that are really into Microsoft Excel as much as I am. <laughs> uh, well, that will not be me. Um, I don't know how to use Excel. It was an achievement for me when I learned how to print from Excel. It was a big day. <laughs> the first day, day I printed my own spreadsheet, I was like, yes. Um I, yeah, my fantasy league last year turned into one of those ones where you could change your lineup every day. 
Mm. And I was like, I can't do this. And a friend of mine who's a, who's a guy explained to me that like you get up in the morning and like, that's the first thing that you do. And I was like, ugh, no, that's not, not going to do that. So as a result, I pretty much never changed my lineup mm-hmm. and just finished very poorly. Um, and so opted out of doing the league this year. And when I saw said friend in New York, he was like, yeah, you're going to be in the draft tomorrow? And I was like, uh... And he was mad that I left him in a league with people he didn't even really know. But, whatever. I mean, um, I'm I'm always willing to be in a league, but, you know, I think that ship sailed. I don't think I'm willing to be in a league anymore. Mm. I think it's too much work. Yeah, I, I, I think it's... If you're not doing it for the love of the game, I can see where it gets tedious. Yeah, it just seemed like a lot of work to me. And I was like, you know, a lot of things seem like work to me. Online dating apps seem like work to me. Actual work seems like work to me. This fantasy league seems like another thing. I, and I was just like, no, I can't. I can't mm-hmm. with this. So, um, so I won't be winning $1,000 a day or whatever on FanDuel, which is really unfortunate. But... <laughs> What can you do, you know? Move on with your life. Yeah, and I mean, FanDuel, we're still looking for yeah. a sponsor. Yeah, a controversial sponsor. It's always mm-hmm. good. Um, yeah, anyway, that tangent about fantasy aside, I don't even know how I got on that tangent. Um, oh, starting an office pool. That's, mm-hmm. that's Office pool? Office pool. The when will the Warriors lose office pool. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I just, uh, I don't know, man. I don't, the West is looking real mm-hmm. right now. Everybody's kind of middling around like six wins and it's Warriors 11 and, and nil. And I was like, jeez. Yeah. I mean, it's good, I guess. I don't know. I don't really think that's good long term, but mm-hmm. that's just my humble opinion. Yeah, I think, uh. The only winless team is still in the East, and that's the 76ers. Mm. They love they love tanking. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the East looks pretty... Everyone's pretty comparable. There's mm-hmm. no... I mean, the Cavs are doing well, but the Cavs, are, the Cavs are like one game out from the Hawks. It's not even anything crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, I'm not surprised the Warriors are as good as they are. I'm more surprised mm-hmm. that other teams aren't good or aren't as good as they, I thought they would be. Yeah, I think the West is starting slow. Yeah. So. Do, do you think the Warriors can beat uh, the the Chicago record of what was it, like 72? 72, 72 and 10. Mm-hmm. That's, did you know, fun fact, that was 20 years ago. Ooh, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves an anniversary. Where has dude? So many things are celebrating twenty-year anniversaries. You know what annoys me uh, about that? What? I hate uh, anniversaries of records. Really? Like the twentieth anniversary reissue of blah blah blah. Oh, reissues. Yeah. Well, not necessarily like reissues, but celebrating 
the anniversaries of when records came out. Oh, see, I love that. I love it. I the twentieth this year was the twentieth anniversary of Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. That mm-hmm. was a big one that for just me. Makes me feel really old. And, I yeah. was like, man, that record's that record holds up. Still pretty good. Um, it's just crazy to think that was twenty years ago. Also, twentieth uh, anniversary of Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill. Mm-hmm. Well, the it, no, the twentieth anniversary of Ironic, I guess. I think that <laughs> I think that actual record might have come out in ninety four. But um, there was a good bit on the James Corden show of uh, Alanis Morissette and James Corden doing an updated version of Ironic for the for you know the parlance of our times. Mm-hmm. It was very funny. I recommend looking it up. Um, and we watched it at work, and I we were talking about Jagged Little Pill as a whole. And we were talking about You Ought to Know, and I was discussing how it's insane. It's still it's still insane to me that You Ought to Know was written about Dave Coulier. Yeah, it always kind of makes me shiver when I think about it. Yeah, it's, it's so weird. And I was asking some of my, in my, you know, favorite game to play at work when I ask my millennial younger co-workers um if they know certain pop culture things i was like talking about how it was crazy to me that it was written you know written about dave coulier and i asked i asked i told them i would give one of them a dollar if they could tell me who dave coulier was uh-huh. or like what he was most known for one person got it uh she let me keep my dollar um but when I re- when I made the connection for one of them, her face was just like total shock. <laughs> and what's weird to me is the fact I was like, what's crazy about this is I had that reaction 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And now you're having that reaction in the year 2015. So, uh, but yeah, I like, I like, El- I, I like it because I, you know, I like thinking about those records again and whatever. But yeah, this is the 20th anniversary of the 72 and 10 season. So wouldn't it be weird if the Warriors beat that record in the year, in the same, you know, 20 years later? I mean, I think it would be cool. It's pretty crazy. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. We'll see what happens. Get your office pools going, I guess. Um, it's just, yeah, it's crazy to me that there's, you know, nothing. No loss. Nothing. But um, speaking of the other top team in the East, mm. uh, got a Kyle Corver update. Well, Kyle Corver, very random Kyle Corver story that I stumbled upon. <laughs> About Kyle Korver's off-season activities, his Masogis, which, I mean, that's cool. Like, the concept of that, which is, like, this Japanese concept of ritual to better oneself, which, I, you know, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the thing that was strange to me was that the lead was basically about Kyle Korver climbing the stairwell of the U.S. Bank Tower in Los Angeles, which is the tallest building in downtown L.A., 
unremarkable. Real, I mean, very 90s looking. Very 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, like, fairly, like, not a really notable building to me, aside from it, it's being very dated at this point. Um, you know, Los Angeles isn't particularly known for its skyline in any way, so that's that's weird in itself. But I was like, wow, really glorifying this random skyscraper in L.A. Uh, yeah, Kyle Korver had planned in the offseason to climb the stairwell as many times as it would take to basically scale Mount Everest. What a goal. Well, it seemed... It was, like, the way that the piece that I read was written, it seemed like it was just, like, a cool thing he and his friends did in the offseason. <laughs> but then as I got deeper into the article, I found out, like, why he was doing it and, like, what it was about. But I really love all the, like, the lengths that they went to to, to coordinate this with, like, the U.S. Bank Tower and all this other stuff. And then, unfortunately, spoiler alert, Kyle couldn't do it because he's not, his ankle isn't healed enough. Yeah. Hold on to your dreams, Kyle. Yeah, I'm, I bet he'll do it next year. Did you read that thing about him carrying an 84-pound rock in, like, a weird <laughs> underground, underwater 5K? Yeah, that's when I was first introduced to um, <laughs> Kyle Korver's uh, off-season trials for himself. Yeah, his off-season lifestyle when he comes to Santa Monica and, like, lives it up. <laughs> <laughs> or doesn't, I guess. The opposite of living it up. Yeah, I like watched that video and I was like, oh, this is stressing me out. I was like, I don't think I can deal with this. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's noble that he, he tries to push himself. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Um, um, didn't realize the U.S. Bank Tower was so, you know, important to that level of success. But, hey. You know, uh I I think it's probably because climbing a bunch of stairs in a building safer than climbing Everest. True. True. But it just seemed like an odd choice for me. I guess it's because like he lives in Santa Monica in the off season and his mm-hmm. like, trainer dude partner is here. So but yeah, just Kyle and his bros trying to climb a bunch of stairs together. Yeah. If it were me, I would really go like full force and like have a pack and like, you know, you'd have to take breaks, like water breaks and stuff. Like really <laughs> pretend like it was Everest. Although I guess you can't, well, no, it's LA. So everything's air conditioned, but, um, you know, really go for it. So maybe next year, hopefully next year for Kyle, I want him to realize his dream. Mm-hmm. So climbing a stairwell, 29,000 feet of a stairwell. I wonder if other NBA players do, because it seems like it's very much a mental, it's a mental game too, right? Yeah, totally. Um, so I, I wonder what other types of uh, kind of mental preparedness and physical trials that NBA players do to, I don't know, get ready for the season or I don't know. I just wonder if this is just, you know, Kyle Korver's an outlier and he's just really into Eastern philosophy. And <laughs> Yeah, there were a lot of su- surprising reveals. Kyle Korver is a real onion. I wasn't expecting all of this from him. Yeah. Um, Kyle. Um, I don't know. 
Well, I mean, you know, there's, I'm sure that there are, um, they're just not as weird as climbing the stairwell in the U.S. Bank Tower, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, you know, there's reading the book that Phil Jackson gives you. Yeah. There's that. Yeah. And I'm sure that there's a lot of constraints on what kind of, um, physical challenges they can put themselves through because insurance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, do you participate in a double dare style obstacle course? Like (laughs) American gladiators. There's a lot of foam involved in American gladiators. So I think that's a little more Mm -hmm. safe. Um, I, just, I mean, I, just, I don't know. Would you see Amer- uh, would you, uh, LeBron on American Ninja Warrior, whatever that's called? Yeah, I would obviously watch that. Um, <laughs> I will clearly watch pretty much anything that LeBron appears in now. So, um, Brainwreck's going to be on DVD soon, post- everyone. Oh, dude. He was funny. He was funny in that. I, I thought he was, too. You know... Um, I, I think he kind of uh, stole every scene he was in. Yeah, totally. I'll watch LeBron make Downton Abbey jokes any day of the week. It's fine. <laughs> um, Jason's convinced that that is LeBron's real personality. Oh, I I mean I yeah I <laughs> that he that that he calls that he calls sex intercourse yeah that. <laughs> that you know, um, yeah, I, speaking of like people's personas, did you see the new, uh, Uncle Drew commercial? No. Oh, well, there's a new one, even though Kyrie Irving is, you know, still, still healing mm-hmm. post kneecap, um, with no set date to return. Um, so I always, I, I worry about this because I think it's in my nature to just worry about the Cavs, Jeff Miller style all the time. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm like, the Cavs are doing really well right now. Like there's kind of a rhythm going. And then I'm like, what if Kyrie Irving comes back and it's not good? It always mm-hmm. scares me. But that aside, there's a new uncle drew commercial. Ray Allen is in it. So is Baron Davis. Mm. Um, but I, they were asking LeBron why he never appears in the Uncle Drew commercials, and he was like, this is a Coke household. And I was like, yeah. Because, you know, LeBron shills for Sprite or whatever, so <laughs> he can't be. It's the enemy. Um, yeah, it's funny. I mean, I, I don't think those... I Jane Bruce, friend of the pod Jane Bruce, loves those Uncle Drew commercials. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're the funniest thing I've ever seen. Um, I, I'm more interested to see like who shows up as a cameo rather than the uncle drew character itself. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, yeah, I guess I agree with you because they're not laugh out loud funny. No, they're more, I don't know. Oh, Hey, that's Kyrie Irving dressed up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wasn't, you know, it's because no, it's no Downton Abbey joke. Yeah, after the initial being, the psych out of it being Kyrie mm-hmm. in the first few spots. Mm-hmm. Other than that, nah. Nah, nah. Uh, Ray Allen's makeup is pretty good, though. <laughs> At first I was like, who? Oh. Oh, that's Jesus Shuttlesworth. Okay. 
Um, that so. was one of my favorite jerseys that I spotted at Pitchfork this year. There was a Shuttlesworth. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Did you know? Did we talk about this? That mm. somebody wrote that article for BuzzFeed? Did I tell you this? <laughs> no. Oh, because I was telling someone about it, uh, about your ongoing project, Jersey Boys of Pitchfork, which is one of my favorite hashtags of all time. And uh, someone was like, oh, yeah, someone wrote an article about that for BuzzFeed. And I got so mad. Mm. You don't seem as mad. Um, I don't know. I mean, you've been, how many years have you been doing that? Three? This is the third year? Maybe, th- no. Four? It's, it's closer to four or five. Okay. I'd have to go, because there were the years that I, I, I haven't always, yeah, I think it's been four on Instagram, Okay. and maybe five or six. There are two other years that uh, are not documented on the interwebs. Pre-Instagram. Pre-Grams. Yeah, I mean, the the BuzzFeed article was maybe like a year ago, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I was was not, not having it. Well, uh, scooped, scooped by BuzzFeed. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) I I have BuzzFeeder or BuzzFeed writers that follow me, so maybe that's how I got scooped. Who knows? Yeah, the worldwide feeder. That's what they should call BuzzFeed. (laughs) 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 That's actually really good. Okay, anyway. I mean, feed it. The more content you feed it, the, the bigger world, it grows. The worldwide feeder. <laughs> uh, it needs an ESPN style name yeah. like that. The worldwide feeder. Um, so Maybe think, like a cat under it. <laughs> yeah. Grumpy cat, just chilling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or that dress that everyone freaked out about last year. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Let's shut up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. News. Yeah. Um, so, anyway. Uh, oh, I did want to talk about this briefly. The idea, is Phil Jackson just trolling everyone at this point? Do you think Phil is just bored in New York, so he's just choosing to troll in every direction? It could be. I mean, there was that news this week about, well, it was J.R. Smith's reaction to mm-hmm. Phil basically, like, airing his private struggles yeah. to the press. Do you think Phil is just turning into one of those old people who's, like, sort of off and just says whatever they want? Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like he's just always been this way. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, how many books has this guy written? So a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And he... I don't know. M- maybe he's a little more loose-lipped in pressers. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Phil is just out there just saying whatever he wants. Which, I mean, that's aspirational to me. When I get old, that's kind of what I want to do in life. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to just say whatever I want. And when people are like, you can't say that, just be like, I'm old. Yeah. 
What I want to be, you know, I want to be like that character in Little Miss Sunshine who's like, <laughs> you know, screw you, I'm old. So, yeah. If if that's really how it plays out, I'm going to be absolutely ter- terrifying. Puerto Rican Sally is going to be like your day to day. It's going to be intense. It's going to be a lot, a lot for people to handle. Yeah, just me and all the other old biddies in the old folks' home. Just chilling. I just think that, I, I just think it's not very zen to be spilling people's personal lives. That's not zen. No, I I very much agree with you on that. I, I, I think J.R. Smith has every right to be upset. Because at the end of the day, it is a business. And yes, there's a mental component to the game also so you could just say hey there there's a definite way that phil could have addressed the press and said you know about the trade and it wouldn't be that big of a deal you know but right i mean i'm not making excuses for jr as it were jr's no jr's done plenty for himself no, I, but I, I, I think um, I'm kind of advocating for him because, you know, there, there's definitely a business-savvy way to address that, and Phil did not do the kind, business-savvy thing. Yeah, I did find it interesting that Phil uh, talked about how J.R. Smith was having problems with his gal. It was an interesting... <laughs> his gal. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Did you want him to say a main bitch? No. Hmm. No, but gal just seemed like really old timey, folksy. Yeah, like a really folksy <laughs> way to talk about it. And I was like, uh, okay. Um, gal, my gal. Uh, Phil just writing a country and western song to talk about J.R. Smith's plight. Um, <laughs> I'd listen to a country and western album report recorded by Phil Jackson. I'd give it a listen. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. he's got the facial hair for it right now. Yeah, he just needs a 10-gallon hat or whatever. Mm-hmm. Some spurs. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd listen. We've listened to worse. For sure. When it comes to people from the NBA. <laughs> I was listening to a certain playlist of ours the other day, <laughs> which will remain nameless on this podcast. But uh, we, I got to the stretch where it was like, Ron Artest, (laughs) AI, song about Blake Griffin. And I was just like, I forgot about this part of this playlist. (laughs) Some deep cuts in there. That was just when I was... Yeah, I think I have to uh, admit to putting those songs on the playlist because I thought they were funny. It was definitely you. Um, (laughs) Deep cuts in there. I was like, wow... Forgot about this Alan Iverson song. This is something. Um, surprisingly, we didn't. There were no. There was no Shaq on there. Is Shaq not on Spotify? Um, you know, I or don't. Were Shaq songs not as not aggressive enough, or like fake aggressive? Where we would. Just well, Shaq on stuffs all that kind of you know, '90s kind of fun rap, like Will Smith. Yeah. 
Shaq is the Will Smith of NBA rappers, is what you're telling me. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, there was a Shaq appearance on a broadcast sitcom that fresh off the boat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shaq Fu Motors. Thought that was, it it was funny and kind of. It was funny, kind of. Rave review. Rave review. Um, yeah. I mean, who who's really making NBA... Oh, yeah, let's... I mean, this wasn't... This isn't on Spotify, thank, thank goodness. But, mm-hmm. uh... What's the one... Oh, the Jason Kidd one. What the yeah. Kid. That's a... That is something. That is a real... That is a very of its time. You know what the kid did. Ugh, they want to know. <laughs> um, for anyone who has not heard that, I really suggest YouTubing Jason's ki- Jason Kids. They want to know what the kid did. It is <laughs> that. Might, that should be the outro music for this episode. <laughs> I I can make that happen. Uh, stay tuned. Um, but clearly, I like people were just greenlighting stuff that was like it did not need to get made. Like, Mm-mm. no, no, no reason. Um, but I mean, who's really making, what NBA players are really making records now? Iman uh, Shumpert. Iman Shumpert. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is that it? Um, There's probably some stuff we don't know about. True. But. But uh, I, I think that's, uh. I don't know if this were maybe 20, 25 years ago, I think Shump would have had a record mm-hmm. made. Yeah. Like now you don't really you don't you have to do that put it on the internet. Right. And then you're, you know, you can make money that way on your own. You just get a SoundCloud account and you just make everybody listen to you talk. So. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's fine. But yeah, I, but I feel like there's less. Or I'm just not paying close enough attention. Um, there aren't as many crossovers. Or I guess, you know, uh, to your to your point, they just don't seem as eventful because it's so easy to do that now. Whereas when, like, Shaq started putting out records, it was like, Shaq has a record deal, which, like, is a sentence no one should ever utter in the English language. But uh, it happened. It so. happened. Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd. He got in there. Got in on that scene. Um, I mean, in other sports, I'm still waiting for Clint Dempsey to release his first record. Professional soccer's Eminem. Clint Dempsey. <laughs> um, I mean... <laughs> oh, Clint. Yeah, he's... I saw a video of Cristiano Ronaldo singing Rihanna's Stay the other morning. That was not the way I wanted to start the day, but um, he's very into that song. I'll have you know. Oh. Fun fun Cristiano Ronaldo facts for everybody. But yeah, I, I just... There's some dark, dark stuff that came out of the mid-90s. <laughs> Jason Kidd. Lord. Um, I know there's some I'm missing, too, but... Man. 
ridiculous. Like I said, I just feel like so much stuff got green-lighted because people were like, yeah, this will sell. People love mm -hmm. Jason Kidd. They would love to hear him rap. Mm-hmm. Now that seems... Like, imagine... I don't know. Who's the least likely person you... Uh, imagine uh, Kyle Singler. Kyle Singler <laughs> wants to make a rap record. <laughs> Kyle the Singler, man. get buckets. Kyle Singler <laughs> has decided to make a rap record. That's not getting greenlighted today. I don't think that's getting greenlighted today. You're, Kyle Singler, he's he's definitely going today. to have to go the SoundCloud route. Yeah, Kyle, you're going to have to get an account on SoundCloud. I'm sorry. That's how the <laughs> labels tell him no. They just they just take they just send him an email that links to the SoundCloud website, and that's it. That's how they say no. So cold. Cold. <laughs> Columbia Records. Cold. Um, yeah. I I just don't think that stuff... I just don't think that stuff happens anymore. No. I mean, I guess if LeBron wanted to rap or Steph Curry. Uh, uh, I hope neither of those things happen. I don't want to listen to... I do not want to listen to either one of those men rap. I mean, LeBron doesn't seem like uh, a rap type guy anyway. I think he would be doing really, uh, he would be doing slow jams, I think. You mean that he doesn't, he doesn't want to rap or that he doesn't like rap? He loves rap. No, no. I love how defensive I just, he, lo I him, he loves rap. That would be LeBron's genre. Oh, his style? Genre. Yeah, yeah. No, I think he would be better with, uh, slow R&B. Like, would be slow like jam R&B. He would be like a Will Smith type rapper, I think. He, I mean, that would be the type of rapper he would be, but no, yeah. I, I see, I see LeBron strictly slow jams. I think LeBron should do, like, a, an homage to Welcome to Miami, but it can be Welcome to Cleveland. Which is a throwback to that joke that's in Trainwreck about how Cleveland and Miami are the same. Mm-hmm. So... Spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen Trainwreck yet. Um, uh, now out on DVD and Blu-ray. <laughs> wow, why are we promoting this movie? Like we, you know. I don't know, trying to get some of that Amy Schumer cast. <laughs> Amy, come on our podcast. Talk about basketball with us. Talk yeah. about the Orlando Blooms with us. Join us. <laughs> um, speaking of ridiculous stuff that has to do with... Um, NBA players. Come at uh, me. I saw in the news that uh, Jimmy Butler has acquired a a fish tank that looks like a boombox that plays music. Apparently this has been a dream of his. Hmm. People have interesting dreams. But apparently there's a show on, I'm going to say Animal Planet, I might be wrong, where people build fake crazy fish tanks for people. I it I mean that sounds like it would be an HGTV thing. I but I think because it's fish it's on Animal Planet. I see. Yeah. Um and it plays music. Yeah. He said Wouldn't wouldn't that disrupt the fish, the you know the vibrations? That's what I so I yes, that's what I think, but I don't know. Maybe they build in like maybe they soundproof it for the fish. I don't know. <laughs> Just, like, um, blaring young thugs, scaring me yeah. all of the 
fish. Poor fish. They don't know. Um, I, I It's amazing to me that, like, pretty much anything can be a show now. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Crazy Fish Tanks, the show. That's not what the show's called, but... Um, <laughs> I was like, that's a very descriptive title. Crazy Fish Tanks. Oh, crazy... <laughs> Everybody, Crazy Fish Tanks is on. Um, so, yeah, it's huge. I saw pictures of it. Um, it's pretty intense. But, uh, I mean, way to go on the, like, multi-purpose fish tank. Mm-hmm. Um, but this led me to do a little digging on some of the most ridiculous things NBA players have chosen to spend their money on. Mm-hmm. And some of them, some of them are just, like, things that people spend money on when they have money. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Latrell Sprewell's yacht that he named Milwaukee's Best. <laughs> That's, you yeah. know. It's funny. The name's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's pretty, you know. That's standard. That's like, yeah. Um, but then we have, then it kind of gets more ridiculous from there. Um, Shaq having, speaking of Shaq, Shaq having his car customized to be, like, all Superman logos and stuff. Uh. Remember when Shaq was really repping that Superman brand hard? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very of its time. Did I ever send you the pictures of that Dallas Mavericks, uh, like, Monte Carlo that I saw? <laughs> no. Oh, I'll have to find them. I still have them. I think somebody posted it on Instagram. It was this weird, I think it's a Monte Carlo. Maybe it was a Chevy Caprice. And it's it's custo airbrushed with Dallas Mavericks logos. And I want to say that there's a portrait of Dirk Nowitzki on it, but I might be exaggerating. Yeah, it was intense. I mean, that's dedication to repping your team. Yeah, yeah. You're letting everyone know. Yeah. I mean, it's like that photo that Sarah, friend of the pod, Sarah sent us of that guy at the Beachwood Place Mall in Cleveland with the LED all-in <laughs> built. Shout out to that guy. I hope you're listening. Um, should threat guest that guy. Yeah. I'd be like, how did you make that? Dude, you can get custom LED, LED belts. It's not I mean, hard. Yeah, I mean, I imagine it's not. It's just I now know. I know what I'm getting you for Christmas, so we're good. <laughs> oh, an all in, an all in belt. Uh, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's gonna say all in, but an okay. LED an LED belt for sure. Oh boy, <laughs> just wear it out. Wear it to work. Oh boy, wear it to the club. Uh, yeah. wear it to the club. Mellow mushroom. Yeah, <laughs> that mellow mushroom. I'm gonna. Dude, have you gone in? Oh, to the fancy mellow mushroom? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't been on the patio, though. Mmm, patio. Tell me more. Yeah, uh, mellow mushroom, definitely still looking for a sponsor. <laughs> if you could send me pizza in Los Angeles, I would really appreciate it. Yeah. It's like a desert out here. Ha! <laughs> but um bum Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, worst joke. But... Uh, okay, so Shaq's Superman car, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, then we kind of verge into some, like, weirder stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, along the lines of the Jimmy Butler boombox fish tank, Gilbert Arenas had custom shark tanks built for mm. his home. 
Shark tanks. That's a person I really don't think should be owning sharks, but whatever. People like different things. Um, then we have Eddie Curry's $1,000 a month cable bill. Whoa. I don't know if Eddie Curry just, like, didn't know how cable worked. But, like, you shouldn't really be paying more than 200 bucks, right? Was he just binging on... Maybe he had like 18 TVs. I don't know. I mean, it's funny that you use the term binging when we're talking about Eddie Curry, but (laughs) (laughs) no pun intended. Um. Yeah. What's up, Eddie Curry? What is up with you? Um, And then one of the one of the weirdest ones. And I remember I I remember us talking about this when it happened years ago. Um, But. Marquise Daniels getting that chain made of his own head. Nope. What do you mean, nope? Just, uh, no. You wouldn't wear a chain of your own head? No, definitely not. What if it, like, had really cool detail in the hair? (laughs) No. No. Mm. No. Well, I didn't get you that for Christmas. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that to me was one of the weirder ones. Just, like, a really vain... Mm-hmm. thing like you're wearing it it's like it's like if you're in a band and you're wearing your own t-shirt your own band t-shirt yeah or just i don't know the feeling that you need to okay so your face is right there and then you also have to have your face on your chest mm-hmm. yeah it seems like a gucci main type move to me <laughs> oh gucci main if gucci main was going to trade out his bart simpson chain Possibly one of his own likeness, especially post ice cream cone face tat. Uh huh. Really get that colored, colored gemstone diamond detail in that in that face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that to me is one of the weirder ways to spend your money. But you know, I guess when you got money to burn, a lot of the other stuff I saw was like giant houses or like cars. Mm-hmm. That stuff's less interesting to me. I mean, I'd much rather read about somebody getting an insane fish tank built. You know. Yeah. Although, I've never really understood the appeal of fish tanks. Oh, why? I mean, I I don't know. I I guess it's just not for me. You know, just, I don't... Like, having giant shark tanks in your home. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like it's a lot of maintenance. Yeah, well, remember, on the wire, remember Weebase fish tanks? Mm Mm-hmm. Remember what happened with those? Mm Mm-hmm. Cautionary tale. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't really understand pet fish either, but, you know, some are, like, really beautiful to look at, I guess, but all (laughs) they do is just swim around. Yeah. You gotta feed them. Gotta make sure the water temperature's right. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like there's, uh... I think there's a higher amount of work and maintenance to just keep them alive. Yeah. I mean, isn't that any pet, though? I don't know. I feel like with cats, you know, you give it food and water. It -hmm. takes care of itself with the the whole, like, going in the litter box box thing. Yeah. You dump that out. Yeah. I just am not a pets person in general. Mm-hmm. I've just never come around to the idea of, like, taking care of 
another living thing in that way. Um, and you know, I have a plant. It's very needy, but oh, I kill plants. It's that's not a buy <laughs> for me. But I, so many people, you know, because I've lived alone for a long time. So many people are always like, "When are you gonna get a cat?" No, it's just not for me. Mm-hmm. Other people having cats is totally cool and fine. And I, you know, I have a lot of friends whose cats I really like. Shout out to Becca's cat, Kevin, my nephew. Mm -hmm. But I just, no, just not for me. Um, like a fish tank seems like it would be an easy thing. Like, but still, I can just imagine, you know, me forgetting to feed them. And then, you know, they die. And then I feel horrible. Yeah, I, I think my thing is, you know, and because some of those fish can be very expensive, too. So you've just dropped a bunch of money. Yeah, but then, the you, then you get, like, a fish guy. Then you have, like, enough money that you get a fish guy, right? I, I hope so, but what if, what if times are lean and well, you can't call your fish guy? Then you better not be blowing your money on a boombox fish tank like Jimmy Butler. You better have, <laughs> you better have the, the maintenance of those fish built into the contract, I guess. Oh, boy. Guess I, guess I need to make some calls about your Christmas gift. <laughs> Fish maintenance. Yeah, you better chalk up the extra cash for that fish maintenance. Yeah, be it's been so long since, like, last Christmas. I'm just going to mail your last Christmas gift with this Christmas gift this year. Cool. Bully for me. Two gifts. Yeah, um, two gifts. <laughs> all right. Everything's coming up me. Um, I just really hate the post office. That's weird. I like the post office. Ugh, no, the post office gives me... Straight up panic attacks. You know, they have those machines now where you don't even have to talk to anyone. Yeah, but I don't know. They're I... great. I haven't shipped anything by talking to someone in, like, years. It's been years. So, and I, I mean, remember, I was going to post, like, I was going to the Grand Central post office, and I lived to tell. So, you know, remember, remember that. Um, uh, there was something that was actually basketball related that I was going to tell you about, mm. about Christmas, but now I don't remember what it was. Oh, uh, so there's a new, it came out Friday. Mm. Um, there's a new, it's called with Bob and David and there's Bob Odenkirk and David Cross. Mm -hmm. It's like a 2015 version of Mr. Show. If our listening audience has not watched it yet, I... Highly recommend it. It is so Very funny. Good. I cried laughing while watching it. Um, particularly at the fake 30 for 30 segment that they did. Oh boy. Ugh, it's funny. It's funny. The title sequence is like so accurate. I was watching it and I was like, this is obviously 30 for 30. <laughs> it was good. Um, but yeah, I highly... Highly recommend that. What's going to happen with... Are they still going to do 30 for 30 now? Uh, I don't know. I don't... What's... What is the fate of 30 for 30, given the... The old... The old breakup? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. But, um... The last thing I had on my list of our talking points was uh hito turkaloo retiring yep 
at a young 36. Yep. Good night, sweet prince. Dude, I was just bummed out that he played in 997 games. Mm. I guess, and I, when I first read it, I was like, man, who wouldn't go for a thousand? But I guess he wanted to play in a thousand and it just didn't happen. Yeah. So, um, yes, I saw that he'll be moving on to be involved with the Turkish national basketball program. So, that's cool. That's nice. Um, and, uh, I, I think he'll forever immortalized by Tass Mellis impersonating him as the dancing Hito. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Those videos were so funny. Those videos were good. My fave is still the show and love song from many years ago. Oh, yeah. That used to be my season kickoff. When are we going to record one of those? <laughs> Maybe we can get the same producer that Jason Kidd had. Yeah, I mean... I, I'm ready to go. Let's workshop let's, some lyrics, let's, I guess. Workshop, yeah, let's get on this. That's our Christmas gift to the world. <laughs> forget, a, yeah. forget, a, forget a giant fish tank or an LED belt buckle. Just Kim's, go all out there. Yeah. If those guys can rap, come on. Anything's possible. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to... You got to say? Mm. I feel like this was a low-energy one, but it was kind of a low-energy week. Yeah, I, I think, um, I don't know. It's like status quo, you know? The Warriors are still winning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, I don't know. I feel like we're on-ramping to the holidays, so it's going to be... True. You know. That full Christmas slate day games. Mm. Mm. You excited? You ready for those jerseys? I'm ready for the jerseys. I'm not ready for the holidays. No, it seems like they really snuck up. Snuck up. And I'm having, like, cognitive dissonance because it's still, like, 80 degrees every day, but it's, like, almost Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's, you know, almost 70 here. It's confusing. During the day and, you know, cold at night. It, it It's not making much sense. Oh, global warming. Not a buy. Yeah. <laughs> it's real. It's, it's not a buy. I mean, it's not global warming for me. It's just what it is here. I'm, like, amped up to go back to Cleveland for Thanksgiving, but then I'm afraid that it's going to be, like, warm there. Mm. Yeah. All my coats are just living in the closet. I'm like, I can't wait to wear these coats. And then I'm like, what if I just don't have to? Well, maybe you'll just have to wear a fall coat. <sighs> Life's so hard. I mean, I'm hoping, <laughs> you know, for Christmas it'll be cold. Please. Yeah. But who knows? I'm a little bummed. The Cavs are playing at home Thanksgiving weekend, but they're not playing at home at all Christmas weekend. They're gone. Mm. So I don't know if I'll get to see them at home or not. TBD. Um, see that insane Jumbotron. <laughs> the queue. It's so big. It shoots so much fire. Yeah. So I need big. to see if I'm going to... See the Pistons while I'm in Detroit. Dude, they're winning. They're yeah. winning. Although the, the Clippers uh, snapped their little brief losing streak. Mm. Defeat. But I thought uh, 
the Pistons made a good showing of it anyway for losing. Andre Drummond, I think, did a had like a triple double. Nice work, nice work. I I think he's the new. I saw I saw a headline where he's the new hack a shack. Well, it's interesting because uh, on NBA.com they have this uh, feature where it tells you who's trending on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So it's as of recording. Uh, in terms of uh, mentions, there's LeBron's number one, mm-hmm. two is Andre Drummond, and then by a significantly less mar- significantly less margin is Kobe. Oh. Like, that's the top three. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Interesting. I mean, what is there to talk... Is Kobe going to retire? Is he not? Who could know? He's old. He needs the blood of children. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's good. Right? Yeah, no, I think I think it's great for Andre Drummond and the Pistons. I, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting that it wasn't uh, Steph Curry wasn't listed but but maybe that has to do with uh the fatigue you mentioned (laughs) twitter also has steph curry fatigue Mm -hmm. i just could be uh, every espn update i get on my phone uh so i i wish i could turn on a feature that didn't send me updates about steph curry yeah do you do you want to do our own water cooler bet so by the time we record next week, will, will the, the Warriors still be undefeated? Will the yes, Warriors? No. Um, I'm going to cheat and look at their schedule. <laughs> well, cheat for both of us. Okay, let's see. Let's see what we got here. Um, okay, we need team. I only see the Cavs schedule because I live in a in a world where I only see. Cavaliers news. Um, okay. What do we got? <laughs> Lisa Loeb hearing. Yes. Super Lisa Loeb over here. <laughs> um, this is not helping me. Guys, I want to see... Hold on. This app is not supporting me. Um, <laughs> let's see what we got. We got a little Warriors schedule. All right. So we got uh, Raps Warriors. Okay. Um, let's see. When do we record? The 22nd? That's the next time? Yeah. Okay. We have Raptors, Clippers, Bulls, Nuggets. Ooh, that's actually a uh, hard swath to mow. I say there's a slim chance that they lose one of those games. Yeah, because I feel like, are they undefeated? Yes, no. And then the next question is, how many games do they drop? I would say only one. Okay. And, but I think, depending, it could, they could still be undefeated. Okay. As much as it pains me to say that, I think it could, I think it could be true. Well, I'm going to I'm going to go I'm going to say that yes, 
they will be... Yes, they will lose a game. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go for a two-game loss. Wow, they're going to lose two. Yeah, um, and I'm just saying that because they're going to go from the from the Clippers to the Bulls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are back-to-back, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm glad we're not making the same bet that would really eliminate the, the point of doing this. Yeah. All. And, I mean, and I, I don't... So, if they drop any two... I, I guess I'll I'll win the bet. Yeah. Yeah, you'll win. Yeah, if they drop two, you win. Yeah, uh, but I, I think the the most likely two that would be dropped would be Clips. Bulls. Bulls. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, me too. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see how bad my fatigue is next week. Yeah. No, uh, well, at least if, if they're going to have an undefeated season, at least this way we can make it fun for ourselves. Yeah, we'll just keep placing this bet every week. Yeah. <laughs> this is our own office pool. We just started uh, it. It's great. Did you see Seinfeld last night? Hey, guys. Have you read the news? Um, <laughs> did you guys see that BuzzFeed article? Um, <laughs> so... All right. Well, I am excited then to come back next week and see see where we stand on this yeah. new, on this new game we made for ourselves. <laughs> so. Me too. All right. Well, I'll talk to you next week for the next basketball party. Yeah, I'll talk to you then, dude. All right. Bye, dude. Bye. I got skills with the rock. And you be lost, then why she won't?